Welcome to Untold Physio Stories Podcast, your perfect commute resource with physio failures, successes, interesting cases, and more from the physio and rehab world with your host, Drs. Andrew Rothschild and Urson Religioso. If you've had dreams of starting your own side hustle, make sure to check out Curve Health Online. They have an iPad, iPhone, and Android app, and they only take home 7% of whatever it is you charge. Otherwise, it's free for their all-in-one computer vision, exercise library, HIPAA-compliant messaging system, and telehealth platform. Again, check it out at modmt.com slash curve, C-U-R-V, and make sure to tell them Dr. E sent you. Welcome back to Dental Physio Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and our four-month online mentoring program, Modern Rehab Mastery, Dr. Andrew Rothschild, Still out and about and not with me, uh, but I have a special guest today, Dr. Rebecca Griffith. Um, you want to give a little intro of yourself, Rebecca? Sure. Thanks so much for having me. I'm Dr. Rebecca Griffith, and I'm an emergency physical therapist in the Denver metro area. Awesome. All right. And uh, you have a story for us today. Yeah, I just wanted to share a, a brief story that kind of illustrates the reason that we want physical therapists who are manual therapy trained and physical therapists who are orthopedic trained in the emergency department as one example. I had a patient who came into the emergency department after being referred there by their chiropractor. So they had seen their chiropractor in the morning for acute onset of low back pain, which I think goes to show that chiropractors have a little bit more accessibility and availability maybe than physical therapists do. So she was able to get right in with the chiropractor, but after the adjustment found that she had significant increase in pain, was unable to stand up or get off the table. So the chiropractor actually performed a tuning fork test on her lumbar spine of all places to do that. And then decided that the patient had sustained a lumbar fracture during the treatment and the patient was sent to the emergency department. So she was able to get into the department with assistance from her family to help her um, get in and out of the car and into the department, but really unable to ambulate due to pain, unable to stand up straight. And once we got her on the gurney, really just kind of screaming, writhing in pain, really just in a tremendous amount of discomfort. So we did do x-rays for this patient just to make sure nothing uh, adverse had actually happened to the patient, just also to kind of set the stage for allowing the patient to calm down just a little bit in knowing that the fracture had not occurred because the chiropractor had sort of set her up for that expectation and that brought with it a lot of fear. So most of my treatment from that point on really focused on helping her regulate the pain that she was having, helping her bring her um, nervous system excitement level down to the point where she could engage and interact with the treatment. We were able to actually get her in prone, do some prone traction and help reduce the pain, centralize her symptoms and get her to the point where she could see that this wasn't going to last forever, that she could find positions of comfort. She was able to get up off the table, walk out of the department successfully. And we were able to connect her to an outpatient physical therapist within the next week without using opioids or any other excessive imaging or any specialist referrals within the emergency department, which really helped to reduce the amount of resources that were used and got this patient the right provider at the right time in order to help them be more successful and get back to what she was doing. She was a busy mom of, of small children and needed to be home for her family. So that's just one example of why we need more physical therapists in the emergency department. 
Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, my biggest question is, this Cairo actually has a tuning fork on hand. I mean, I used to have a tuning fork like 24, 25 years ago, but you, like you and I were talking before the show, I didn't do it on the spine. I mean, it wouldn't occur to me to do it yeah. on the spine because I don't think I've ever used enough force, even back when I used to bruise people all the time, when I used to believe that I was like deforming soft tissue and everything, I never would have thought that I would have fractured a spine, you know, or spine is processed or anything. Like this guy actually just, it's a common test for him, you know? I, I think um, the most surprising like how... piece to me is that he didn't do his own x-rays. Like I, I find that normally when patients have come from the chiropractor, they already have had imaging completed and felt like, it's the worst x-ray that the chiropractor's ever seen things like that. So in this case, it was actually not only surprising that we were doing a tuning fork test at all, let alone trying to implement that on the spine, but also that the patient didn't, didn't have imaging completed by this particular individual. So I don't, I don't know what his exam was. I don't, I don't really know what his decision-making process was. Happy to try and give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but it really was not what the patient perhaps needed most in that moment. Yeah, for sure. I could see that that would cause some major fear avoidance if they say like, oh, I think you fractured, I think I fractured your spine with an adjustment. That's a, that's a major amount of force. Now get up and walk out of my clinic. Right. People can get into an MBA and they don't fracture the spine. Right. Right. Yes. You're still outpatient ambulatory. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to have you walk out of here. I'm not, you know, go to the emergency department, but walk there. Right. Yes. I'm not going to call an ambulance for you. It's funny um, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, um, you know, I first heard about you from uh, Dr. Katie O'Bright, my friend, on uh, her podcast, and I realized you had a book. You want to plug that? Yeah, I'd love to. So in January, I actually released a book called Top of Scope, the Emergency Department Physical Therapist Handbook. And the intention of this book is is not only to introduce people to the field of emergency department physical therapist practice, but also to help you begin your practice, or if you're already practicing in that setting, to really make your practice thrive. The other benefit, I think, to this book um, is that if you're thinking of starting really any quality improvement initiative, I think it lays out a nice framework for you to be able to use to do that. And finally, like if you've been feeling like a little burned out or like kind of questioning maybe why you became a physical therapist. I think some of the stories in this book might remind you about why we chose to do this job and where we can take our talents and skills to really feel valued and make a larger impact. For sure. I mean, it's sad though that 24, 25 years after I graduated, you know, I, I, I told you, I think via email or on LinkedIn or something, that there was this article in PT magazine. It's like, oh, you know, this is burgeoning field of PTs in the emergency room back when it was still a room and not a department. And, and I was like, wow, that's really novel. And it's still novel. Like 25 years later, we still haven't <laughs> made too many strides. Of course, like amazing entrepreneurs and forward thinking PTs like you you know, are are making it more mainstream, but it is far from mainstream. And I think um, at first I was like, oh, maybe I can take cases here and there, like a a local um, outpatient center. And then after reading your book, I'm like, I'm not trained enough to do this. You know, like. (laughs) Well, that is the concept of top of scope, right? It's it's definitely a concept of top of scope, like using every skill you have, all of your clinical experience, 
like, and really being comfortable and able to do that differential diagnosis and get the patients what they need. But shout out to those people who have been practicing in the emergency department for those past 20, 25 years. They're out there grinding every day, getting that work done and slowly moving this profession forward. And I can't wait for more students to learn about this and more professionals who are ready to get that started and really like elevate that practice in the hospital setting. For sure. I mean, how exciting for a student, you know, to think they're just going to do like, you know, I, I can't say nearly, but they just think they're in for like an inpatient uh, acute care setting in a hospital, but then they end up like with you, you know, that'd be so exciting. It's definitely a different vibe and students are so well prepared in so many ways. And in other ways, they have a lot of things they need to learn about thought process, how to approach things, what the actual goal of this setting is. And it's so fun to teach them that and watch their minds just open up to the possibilities. Because even if you don't want to practice in the emergency department, one thing that I hope you learn from me and from this book is that we need to innovate as physical therapists and we need to get to where our patients are and provide the care that our patients need. And maybe that's different than the way we've practiced physical therapy before. All right. Well, um, are you on social media at all? Can people find you? Yeah, of course. You can find me on Twitter at the EDDPT and Instagram at the EDDPT. And you can find me on Facebook. Same thing at the EDDPT. We also have a page emergency physical therapist um, that is a run by Dr. Carlene Joganka on Facebook. And you can connect with physical therapists who practice in this area all across the country and the world. Awesome. All right. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We, I have to have you on again. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. If you guys have, if you like this story, if you have any other kind of crazy physio failures or interesting cases, make sure to reach out to Andrew or myself on social media. Make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, you guys have a great day.